You're listening to Girl Don't Trip. Kick back with us weekly as we have soulful conversations about balancing career, relationships, and how to stay grounded through life's wild transitions. Because we could all use a little support from our sister circle. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Girl Don't Trip Radio. Let's do this. Welcome back to Girl Don't Trip with Bianca and Gabby. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. So, um, lately, mm-hmm. I have been more aware of the food I'm eating. Okay. Mainly because Bianca has realized yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting older uh-huh. and her diet needs to change. Okay. <laughs> um, just, I've been watching a lot of documentaries on food yeah. and... After, like, it's almost been a year, I can't believe it, of living in Seattle. Yeah. It's I just fast, flew by. Right? And um, the food here tastes very different. Than Vancouver? And than Canada. It's oh. like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Especially meat. Yes. And it's come to a point where I am turned off by meat. Yeah. And especially yes. in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I was in the grocery store the other day and... In the meat aisle, they have a section where it's kind of like their reduced meat. Right. I kid you not, the, there was pieces of meat that was almost like purple in color. Ugh. Oh, girl, it was disgusting. It that was so, so disgusting nasty. to look at. And then it really started to hit me because I have never seen that in a grocery store in Canada. Like purple that. Meat. <laughs> yeah, well, that would not be allowed to be right. out there to yeah. be purchased. Like, that's not okay. So. Just the standards. Well, have you seen those videos where they're like literally cutting cancer, cancer out, of, out of the meat? Yeah. And I like, I mean, I was so used to watching this on TV and videos, but living in Canada and being mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's so gross. Yeah. But now being here, here. on this side and being like, no, this is real. Like this is what, what is being offered yeah. in the grocery store. So it's been turning me off and so I've been learning to love vegetables in a different way where Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guilty of always initially when it comes to giving up meat is trying to mimic things that I already love and then it doesn't taste the same right right? so it's like like, redoing like mac and cheese or whatever exactly healthier (laughs) and um now I'm just cooking vegetables that the way that they should be cooked yeah and learning that they taste really good I love vegetables I do too growing up my mom my mom's been vegan majority of my life right and so she's been really good at like creating amazing food with vegetables alone but it was always like a thing that my mom did Mm -hmm. right and like now that I'm not living at home and like learning to do that myself yeah I'm like it doesn't taste the same but like now experimenting with spices especially Mm -hmm. what have been like some of your favorites that you've done um I love beets every day oh my god I could eat I've been literally been eating beets every day (laughs) spinach um I'm getting to a point where I'm getting sick of broccoli because I was eating it so much broccolini is like my favorite oh my gosh asparagus yeah um 
And one thing I do really like is uh, spaghetti squash. So Ooh, if you're yes. feeling like carbs, but you don't want the carbs, yeah, that's a really good one. Spaghetti squash is real, real good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, being more aware of the food I've been eating mm-hmm. is something that I'm trying to be more Yeah, that's a good about. journey to be on. Um, and I find that eventually your taste buds will change and you won't even like crave gross things or like Mm -hmm. fattening things or whatever yeah um I don't like that word (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) um but you know like yeah you'll your your taste buds will change and you won't find yourself like needing those carbs and sugars and Mm -hmm. stuff as much anymore I think also I'm at that age where I'm noticing you know parents getting older yeah and their health their health Mm -hmm. and it's a real wake-up call to yourself Mm -hmm. because you're like whoa like these diseases or anything like run in my family so I need to be aware of this stuff and when you understand how things are you know grown Mm -hmm. or produced nowadays you're realizing that you're just basically giving yourself these diseases if you don't care it's it's very sad and a little scary because I think about this sometimes where I'm like what is food going to be like in 10 years you know like because I and we're fortunate enough to live in um a state that like we have access to like farms mm-hmm. and we can organically grow. Yeah, exactly. And fruit. We do have access to that. Um, and we're able to source our food that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not everyone and that's, it's harder that's scary, to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but going to the grocery store and like meats, one thing, but then going to produce section and kind of having the same experience there where it's like this is is this really food like what I don't seem to understand is why can't we just make all vegetables and fruit organic right why are we giving us the option of the poison yeah (laughs) or no poison I mean I understand but it again goes into like the mass producing Mm -hmm. and like the huge industrial farming and all of that and like growing food at the rates that they have to yeah. grow it and providing food that's not in season yeah it's and like, providing food that's not in season so yeah you have to i guess use pesticides or whatever yeah but it is it's damaging not only to the food and the ingredients but to the farmers working yeah. the lands and their families and it is sad and it's something that i hope um will be addressed at some point and like yeah. kind of we can scale that back because it's not sustainable and it's not healthy and it's scary like what what can happen and what this is you know going to turn into yeah so. I think uh one thing I have been trying to remind myself about when it comes to being more conscious about eating organic and eating mm-hmm. like more plant-based foods is the fact that even if you're saving money when it comes to you know, buying not non-organic meat or mm-hmm. vegetables. If you're saving money in that way by cheaping out in that direction, when it comes to you getting sick, that yeah, money you exactly. saved is literally going towards... Right, you're going to pay it either way. Your so healthcare bills. Yeah, you pay it on the front end by choosing better mm-hmm. choices and being uh, more conscious of 
your lifestyle or you pay it in the back end when you're older and, um, you know, and then sometimes it's too late. And then sometimes it's too, too late. Yeah. And the thing is like eating organic and exercising and doing all of those things don't necessarily, um, they don't like exempt you from diseases, right? Like, yeah. eating there's no guarantee at the end of the day does not guarantee that you're not going to get something Mm -hmm. but it's definitely improving your quality of life and if you can minimize some of those it's a good way of prevention that's the key preventing Preventing. um and hopefully minimizing if you do run into an issue yeah um yeah it's all it's important and you feel so good after when Mm -hmm. you're eating better it's like it's a better relationship that you form with food yeah exactly so um yeah I've kind of been on a similar like quest this week I've noticed that um I'm just like having a hard time doing the things that are like good for me Mm -hmm. um and I find myself like eating more sugar than I do usually yeah and um like not exercising or procrastinating and like Mm -hmm. just doing things that might feel good in the moment. Yeah. But, um, if my other responsibilities don't get done, I find myself now being anxious and like being hard on myself for not getting them done. Um, and yeah, so I've just kind of been like looking into that a little bit and just trying to figure out why, right now I want to like escape essentially like why yeah. am I not wanting to face <laughs> my responsibilities yeah. essentially um and yeah my eating has been one of those things um I just find myself right now just being in a weird space where I'm like don't really feel like cooking and I mm-hmm. don't really it's a convenience of yeah. getting it Exactly. Done for you. Exactly. So just trying to get out of that habit yeah. before it like really takes a turn. <laughs> I think a good way to control that or minimize that when you're feeling like, oh, I don't feel like cooking mm-hmm. is meal prep on your days off. Yeah. That's a big one. That's always helped me because uh-huh. then I'm like, oh, I can't waste that food. I've already right. cooked it, it. So I need to eat it. And tracking how much you spend when you eat oh, out yeah. it will blow your mind escaping that one too. <laughs> just avoiding my bank account at yeah. all costs right now but yeah it's so true because you like you don't realize night after night mm-hmm. of eating out or you know whatever how much that takes a toll on yeah like you're spending and and all of that and then you could calculate all that amount and use that for something that yeah you actually want (laughs) that lasts you more than just like lunch (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so that's funny but so who do we have on the pod so I guess like it kind of relates to what we were just talking about um we have Nadine Joseph uh, she is the founder of Peak and Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they've created a adaptogenic blend, and it comes in three forms for your mood, brain, and beauty. Yes, and oh, mushroom herb and mushroom blend. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to speak too much because she's gonna. Yeah, you'll hear her. Be, 
very more clear in- on what adaptogenics yeah, are than exactly. what we're going to say right now. Our college dropout. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Conversation justice, justice, but um, yeah, no, Nadine was so informative, such a smart, brilliant woman mm-hmm. and like really, um, she knows her something. stuff and yeah. she really cares about her product and what she's offering to the world Mm -hmm. and you don't really see that often no it's like don't see that often at all and with the success that she's had to it's still a priority to her exactly it is a major priority where she's sourcing her ingredients Mm -hmm. from the ingredients that she's using and then also keeping them at a cost effective like like a price point um for you know, consumers and and making that accessible for others because, I mean, we can all agree that, like, wellness is, can be unattainable sometimes and can be... It seems um, like a luxury. Exactly. It can be uh, marketed as a luxury Mm -hmm. and something that isn't accessible for everyone. And Nadine is really passionate about um, changing that and making it something that everyone can have access to because we all deserve to feel good mm-hmm. and deserve to be able to take care of ourselves. Um, and we really go into that in this episode. So I love it. One thing that we didn't mention in the episode that I think we should now is her, um, where we can find her. Yes. So, um, there's two accounts that you can look for. So, um, to purchase any of the peak and Valley products, you can head to their Instagram peak and Valley co and um, peakandvalley.co uh, is the website as well. Mm-hmm. And it's Nadine is Nadine's page on Instagram. Yeah. And we'll put all of those things in the show notes, of course. So um, definitely check her out. Definitely, if you're interested um, and want to get your hands on some product, we highly recommend it because it is delicious like it sounds crazy like adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms like what no it's so it's delicious with and if you're a smoothie person mm -hmm. this is great hot chocolate to add to your smoothie and yeah if you're not a smoothie person there's different forms to be able to incorporate the blends into your regular lifestyle yeah so here you go guys hope you enjoy this conversation that we had with lovely nadine Enjoy. Bye. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Girl Don't Trip. Today's an exciting episode. We have uh, Nadine Joseph from uh, Peak and Valley with Mm -hmm. us, and this is going to be a very informative episode, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. No problem. So I guess we uh, we like to start off our episodes a little bit to get to know our guest. So just a little background on mm-hmm. you and how this all came about. Ooh, that's a very <laughs> long story. <laughs> Take as much time as you need. Okay, um, so I'll dive right in. Um, basically, I started this company about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, I was doing research at UCSF. And I was doing a joint research program between UCSF and UC Berkeley. Okay. And um, at Berkeley, I was studying the um, neuroscience of stress and how it affects our learning and memory ability. Um, And 
as I was sitting there, <laughs> you know, chopping brain slices, and yeah. um, I uh, had a lot of stress that I was going through myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of stress I was going through. Um, I had panic attacks, just severe anxiety, um, and um, also a little bit of depression that I was going through. Yeah. And I didn't want to go the standard um, pharmaceutical route just yeah. because of all of the side effects that can exactly okay I wasn't super comfortable with it um Mm -hmm. and so I did a whole bunch of research I scoured PubMed um for something that could help me Mm -hmm. and um then I discovered adaptogens Mm -hmm. which were are this like amazing class of herbs and mushrooms yeah that help to um balance your body's reaction to stress and this was this is mind-blowing because they don't have any side effects yeah Um, and they actually adapt to what your body needs Mm. um is that where the name is derived from like adaptogens oh yeah adaptogens adapt yeah 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 Yeah. um and yeah like our company name peak and valley like Uh i kind of wanted it to be um where you know helping you navigate life's peaks right. and battles. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. I um, decided to try them out myself. I mm-hmm. did a lot of experimenting, a lot of research, and um, came out with three blends. Um, and, yeah, so that's, like, a little bit of how I got started. How you got started? <laughs> yeah. Um, when you were just testing it out on yourself, was it hard to access the adaptogens like because where yeah. do you go yeah, to get right. these exactly. ingredients yeah um I because I do have a science background I had really high expectations for the quality and potency of my ingredients mm-hmm. and so that's part of the reason why I started this company because I was only able to get some really high quality ingredients yeah um that you know I knew where they were sourced and everything from directly from the source from the farms that were actually creating them mm-hmm. yeah um because a lot of companies out there aren't really forthcoming with where their product right, comes from. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not just very comfortable with that. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, I um, was ordering these huge bags, like kilograms and kilograms yeah. of, like, mushroom powders. <laughs> and um, I was giving them to my friends, and um, they were noticing a difference, too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's how I kind of got started. Did you um, make your measurements based off of experience or was it really from like everyone saying like I was, I'm taking this amount every day and I'm mm-hmm. noting, noticing this difference mm-hmm. or was it research that has already been proven that you need to take this amount to notice a Yeah, difference? I definitely started from research. Oh, okay. um, that's where everything is comes from. Um, the formulations mm-hmm. are 100% research backed. Um, so yeah, that's how I I would go and I have like these large folders on my computer mm-hmm. just filled with all the PubMed articles that I would um, read through, and then I um, would go ahead and like make the formulations. Yeah, and yeah. At so, what point did you realize like this is going to become a company, <laughs> and this is not just me like self medicating myself? Um, honestly, it was it was at the point when so. Growing up, I always had really severe eczema. Mm-hmm. I had it all over my face, um, my hands. Um, it was just so bad. And I created our beauty blend, which is primarily an anti-inflammatory. It has a really yeah. high curcumin content, turmeric in it. Okay. Um, 
And so when I did that and I started taking it on the regular and my eczema just like almost completely vanished. Like you can see like I have like just a little little patch, Mm -hmm. but like it's basically gone. Mm -hmm. And that was without using like corticosteroids or anything. And I was just, it was amazed. And I was like, I have to you know, bring this out to people. Yeah. So that was the point when I was like, but there's like some other parts to the story too. This is not my first e-commerce store. Okay. Um, and that's like other story, but yeah. Yeah. So I knew I always wanted to be in e-commerce after college, even though I was in, um, doing research at the time too. Yeah. Yeah. Was this kind of your first did you have a job after college or did you just have this idea and then start immediately? Like I had this idea and I started immediately. I sold my previous company mm-hmm. and used that to fund this one. Oh, Amazing. wow. Okay. What was that? What was your previous um, So I'll back up a little bit. Yeah. So when I was in college, um, I went to Johns Hopkins and it's in a very expensive college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, Basically, my family came under some hardship in my first year and mm-hmm. said that they could not pay for my tuition anymore, and I didn't right. qualify for financial aid at all because of their income. Oh, no. And so I had to figure out a way to make 65 k a year oh, wow. like, <laughs> to pay for my college or yeah. drop out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, go back home and do community college. And I had spent my life getting into that college. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, yeah, I just wasn't... It leaving wasn't, wasn't an option yeah it wasn't an option to me and so I it was like Thanksgiving break and I was like okay um maybe I could start an e-commerce store yeah <laughs> I was just like this is my only option I can't like there's no other way I'm going yeah. to do this um and so I started a drop shipping e-commerce store called Poppy Apparel okay. and um I started this with my my partner Jeffrey and it almost immediately blew up oh wow and um just within the first few months um we had a an influencer program that really um blew up and so so yeah I ran that all throughout college while you know and then I um yeah we sold the company and now Mm -hmm. we're here I really Um, wanted to like transition into something where I was really passionate about mm because I'm not too passionate about clothing. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's why I kind of wanted to delve into the world of wellness because it's, it's such a booming industry right now. It's something that I've always been passionate about. And it's so important too, because I feel like what you're doing and the work that you're doing, um, bringing awareness Mm -hmm. and like helping people find alternative Mm -hmm. solutions to Mm you know, stress and anxiety and depression and all of these things that are becoming more common because of how our society is evolving Mm -hmm. and and moving forward. Um, And it's nice that with the boom of wellness and people being more upfront and speaking about Mm it, Mm -hmm. it's giving people options. Like I don't have to necessarily rely on pharmaceutical companies to make me feel better. I, you know, it's, it's empowering. It gives people control to like take care of themselves and Mm -hmm. their health and stuff, which Mm -hmm. is so cool. Yeah. There are, there are so many things out there that you can do as a, as a um, replacement to traditional pharmaceuticals now, like incorporating adaptogens, um, meditation, um, 
just yoga, you know, there's so many things out there that could really help you bring, bring you back to the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Western uh, medication route is, I guess with the side effects, especially now mm-hmm. people are just, it, they're scared mm-hmm. and they don't want to just have more pills to add yeah. to take yeah, every exactly. day in order to fix a problem mm-hmm. because eventually that a new side effect comes right. and now you got to take a medication for that to mm-hmm. balance that out. Granted, like some people do need it. Like there are chemical imbalances that like require medication. Mm -hmm. So it's about, you know, being, um, knowledgeable. uh, Exactly. Your body. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What you need. Can you explain the difference between like mushrooms that we can eat and then like adaptogens Mm -hmm. and then like the psychedelic mushrooms? Yeah. Are all of them similar just used in different ways or like uh-huh. you know could you kind of give a little background on that um yeah so really with uh, psychedelic mushrooms I'll start with those yeah um those contain a chemical called psilocybin and that's the chemical that's doing all the you know yeah. psychedelic <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah. yeah um there's actually some super cool research coming out with that yeah. and Johns Hopkins actually just opened a psychedelic uh, research center oh, oh wow so and it's like amazing stuff they're coming out because they're used the people are starting to use that for treating depression, depression. depression. Yeah. yeah there's been some amazing studies on smoking cessation oh, um wow. i think something like after six months don't quote me on this yeah um but after i think six months 80 percent of the participants um stopped smoking wow, um, wow. yeah it's those are numbers that we just haven't seen before yeah it's incredible um but yeah they've done a few studies also on um on cancer patients like mm-hmm. reducing their fear of death wow. um and so yeah like just that's a whole other cool rabbit hole that we're going yeah um and then with adaptogens they're so adaptogens are act on they're not just mushrooms mm-hmm. um, there are adaptogenic herbs mm-hmm. and they act on something called the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis in your brain mm-hmm. and that's that, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big <laughs> one <laughs> the hpa axis <laughs> um and they basically that controls a conversation between your brain and your hormonal system okay and you can kind of think of it as this like intricate dance that um, each dance partner has to be kept in sync. Right. Um, yeah. And what adaptogens do is that if you teeter a little bit too far to the right, then it'll bring you back, back to the to, middle. Oh, okay. To the left, it'll bring you back to the middle by um, acting on this complex array of mechanisms within that system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, adaptogens. And then culinary mushrooms, they have their own, you know cool compounds that are really beneficial to you but they lack the um compounds needed for like that adaptogens have you know the psilocybin and psychedelic mushrooms yeah yeah so adaptogenic mushrooms can you still eat them you can okay they're very difficult to eat some of them are i wouldn't even know yeah they look crazy (laughs) yeah so like reishi mushrooms and adaptogenic Adaptogenic mushroom is this beautiful, like fan-shaped red mushroom, yeah. and it is very tough. It's like elephant skin. Oh, wow. um, very hard to even cut into. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of people, um, 
in traditional Chinese medicine, they'll like cut it into thin strips and you, um, brew it as a tea. Okay. Oh, um, interesting. Or you know, like there are ways that you can incorporate them into your food, but right. the taste. <laughs> yeah, not it's so a great. Little, uh, yeah. So like, what I wanted to do with this company was incorporate an actual, you know, pleasure element to incorporating right. these things into your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having this. Um, herbal tonic that's like a part of your wellness ritual that you can have via a lavender latte yeah or, you know something cool that you just haven't done before um so yeah that's neat so you had mentioned that um there's no side effects with adaptogens mm-hmm. which is amazing yeah so is it possible to overdo or take more than you the suggested amount mm-hmm. when it comes to adaptogenics or like, it is can possible. you overdose from it, basically? I mean, you can't really overdose yeah. from them, um, but you can have, like, overstimulatory effects. Mm. Oh, okay. It might feel okay. really... It's, like, kind of, like, taking too much caffeine. Right. Okay. Um, or, yeah. You, you, but there won't be any harm done it, to the there body. There won't be any harm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's that's really neat. <laughs> it's it's yeah. weird. Like, it's just a completely new um, category yeah. that... I wish there was more research being done on it right now. Yeah. People are all into psychedelics right now. Yeah. But um, adaptogens should really be researched more, especially in this day and age where we're constantly stimulated by all yeah. of these yeah. you know, phone notifications, technology. Mm-hmm. Um, our brains aren't liking it too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. We weren't really, we weren't, we're having a trouble adapting to this, this, these constant stimulations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> So it's really cool that like a lot of research and things and like this is very scientific, mm-hmm. um, your company and, and what you're doing and your product, but it's also like creative because you're you're testing and making mm-hmm. different recipes and things like that. So can yeah. you speak about that process and like the culinary element to what you, you do in your business? Yeah, so that's probably one of my favorite yeah. <laughs> things. I was testing and making recipes and um, working with, you know, food bloggers and stuff to make recipes. I think it's just so fun. Um, But yeah, because adaptogens tend to have, some of them have like a sweeter taste, but Mm -hmm. most of them have like a bitterness. And that's something that, you know, people need to, you need to make it taste good in order for it to be, you know, wellness should taste good. You should feel good while you're doing these things. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, just going through and every day kind of trying out a new recipe. Like I just tried out an avocado smoothie earlier today. Ooh, that sounds really yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like I paired it with like our brain blend, which has maca powder, not an adaptogen, yeah. but also very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maca powder kind of adds like a little sweetness to it. Um, but yeah, just like going through and experimenting with all the recipes and then making, doing the art direction for the photos Mm -hmm. is just super fun. And yeah, that's a great way to express yourself while you're doing something that you're completely knowledgeable about. You wouldn't put the two and two together, Mm -hmm. but once you see it created, it's amazing. That's awesome. That is really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, can you speak about how you source your mushrooms and Mm -hmm. like the importance of of that because you you mentioned that ingredients and where they come from means a lot to you Mm -hmm. um so how do you source and where do you source your mushrooms from Mm -hmm. 
So we source our mushrooms from a company called Namax. They are located in China. Okay. And they grow their mushrooms on wood, which is very oh. important hmm. um, because it has, you tend to see like higher, the, the beneficial compounds that you want to get from mushrooms when they're grown on wood, you get a higher percentage of those. Okay. And so the issue with sourcing in um, sourcing mushrooms in America right now is that a lot of the mushrooms are grown on grain, um, oh. which is you end up with this starchy tempeh-like mushroom. Mm -hmm. um, and then also making sure that you are sourcing the fruiting body ra rather than the mycelium. So the fruiting body is kind of like, if you go into the forest and just tromping around and you see like a little mushroom like um, sprouting up from the ground, yeah. that's only maybe like 10 not even 10% of the mushrooms. There's this huge network of mycelium underneath. Whoa. Oh my gosh, that, I never knew that. Yeah, wow. I do. <laughs> but that part isn't really as beneficial for you yeah. than the actual little fruiting body on top. Okay. Um, so really making sure that we're including the fruiting body in mm -hmm. our formulations as opposed to um, just taking the mycelium, which a lot of companies do. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then also one of the things that we really like to make sure we do is to, like, if you go on our website, well, let me back up. One of the things I really wanted to make sure was that we were a conscious company. Right? Yeah. And that whatever we do, good things, bad things, it's kind of out there for the world to see. Transparency. Um, yeah. yeah, transparency. And so... Um, like our transition from, we used to actually use an American um, mushroom company. Mushroom company. Okay. Um, there were a farm based in Washington, and we don't anymore because of that. Um, you know, we were sourcing mycelium instead of fruiting body, and we were very transparent with that transition. Yeah. Um, and then if you like scroll down to the bottom of our webpage, mm -hmm. you'll see a note that says like that we actually, that we respect the Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese you know, healing traditions that these mushrooms and herbs come from. Yeah. Because I didn't, you know, this is not a part of my culture. Yeah. Right? Um, and you need to respect the cultures that they came from. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And so part of that respect is making sure that the farmers in China that we're working with are actually really well paid. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that they're not being exploited in any way. Mm -hmm. And I've been really happy with the company that we're using and they've been pretty transparent with me on how they're, you know, yeah. um, paying their farmers. Yeah. Um, like for instance, our turmeric um, that we use in our beauty blend is from a company called Diaspora. Have you mm -hmm. guys heard of them? No, no, I looked into it from the website. That's how I um, mm -hmm. noticed them. But yeah, that's it's female owned, which yeah. is amazing. And um, they respect their product. Exactly. They, like that's, it's beautiful because mm -hmm. I find that's where you know it's going to work because there's respect put into it mm -hmm. and it's good karma coming out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was really incredible. Have you been to these locations yourself to be able to see it yourself or yeah, is it have. just... Mm -hmm. It's just working with, because we source 18 plus yeah. ingredients, that's a different location yeah. Um, for all of them. And so I haven't myself been there, yeah. but we work with companies who are really conscious about directly trading with the farmers, like yeah. Diaspora, mm -hmm. um, and who I really trust to make sure that everything is going in a very ethical and fair way yeah the trade is yeah when uh you're sourcing it at that level of ensuring that it's 
organic, vegan, um, and ethically sourced, how do you ensure, like, how are you able to monitor also that it's affordable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, with quality comes mm-hmm. a price tag. So Exactly. So that was one of the things where, ooh, <laughs> um, I just... I don't like how expensive wellness has become. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's crazy. Um, just how inaccessible things are to just everyone. And, um, really just like sit, taking a step back and realizing like, okay, if we're going to set our prices at this low point, what, what are we going to have to sacrifice? Like there are actually sacrifices that we have to make as a company right. yeah. in order to make sure that we're bringing like a superior product that has all of those check marks ticked. Yeah. Um, but doesn't, you know, pass on a high price tag to our consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one of the things is that we don't spend as much on marketing as other companies. Mm-hmm. We don't do a lot of paid ads. Yeah. Um, but we do do a lot of like, you know, forms of marketing Mm -hmm. a lot of pop-ups and content marketing and things like that so like really just figuring out the ways that we could cut corners on things that yeah really Mm -hmm. necessarily not matter but like aren't as important Mm -hmm. as making sure that your product is like quality and affordable Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't grow up very wealthy. Yeah, and um, I don't want to be coming out with a product that I could not buy when I was younger. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, and it encourages people to to want to try the product. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And if you like, I hate when I find a product I love, but to continue to use it, it becomes Mm -hmm. an expense, and then it's like forget it. Yeah. And then it's like a luxury item when you use it, but this can actually be incorporated in your daily lifestyle, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because we should all be able to be well and like take care of ourselves. And um, I feel like the messaging that wellness now is sending is that it is uh, a little elitist and it's Mm -hmm. like, it's only for a certain type of person or culture or whatever. Yeah. Like the bottom line is that right now wellness is predominantly aimed to middle or upper middle class white women. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's, that's where things are going. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't know yeah, if you guys no, are comfortable yeah, with that. No, I definitely don't want not. color and I want to be represented <laughs> yeah, in the wellness industry because it's supposed to be for everyone. Exactly. Yes. And so like the ways that I try to like combat that in my company was like with this rebrand that we did, mm-hmm. um, we made, well, I made sure that we had women of color on every single package just so that it's it was beautiful. more, yeah, packaging is yeah, stunning. yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. So like in just being conscious yeah. of all of these impacts that you're, your marketing can have like mm-hmm. making sure you include and, and I mean going back even just making sure that I myself as a woman of color entrepreneur is um is out there and really that I'm doing interviews and that's people see right. that I representation yeah, yeah that I am out here doing this thing and you can too yeah yeah, yeah. have you found any um just barriers to that like being a woman of color and being a young woman and Mm -hmm. starting this company have you when doing research or you know trying to work with other companies has that been an issue for you have you found that people um you know maybe not don't take you seriously or Mm -hmm. you you know you can tell that there's like some judgment there yeah there there definitely is it's something that I mean as a woman of color you can always sense when someone's Mm -hmm. (laughs) someone's not taking you seriously or they're just like oh whatever she's doing you know what I mean like 
But I just try not to let it bother me. Um, mm-hmm. I can grow in other ways that don't include those people. You yeah, know? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, so you have a team behind you. So you founded this yourself, and now you have built a team. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that been like, mm-hmm. incorporating other people's ideas with what has started mm-hmm. as yours? Yeah, I mean, so I have a team of contractors, okay. and I also work with my partner, Jeff, mm-hmm. um, and he does a lot of the techie stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, but really just working and managing our team and making sure that we're all on the same page has mm-hmm. been a challenge. I right. will say communication is not my strong suit, <laughs> something I definitely need to work on. And especially when a lot of the people that I work with are remote, it's oh, been okay. challenging. But using things such as like the Basecamp software um, or just different you know, forms of coming together mm-hmm. um, have really been helpful. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> and we're only like a year and a half years old. I'm really excited to see where we... Well, you, you've accomplished a lot in I a know. year and a half. Yeah. Like a Thanks. lot. Um, I have noticed that your product also is almost like double that what you get on the market right now, yeah. which is amazing for it to <laughs> yeah. be like organic. And mm-hmm. when you're looking at the ingredients, you actually know what's in them yeah. mm-hmm. and where they come from. Yeah, like, and where mm-hmm. they come from. Like how often do you actually get to know the companies that they're mm-hmm. being sourced from the ingredients? So that's incredible. Um, do you feel that in the future, in order if in order to make more products, it's going to be difficult to also be able to monitor the ingredients that you're having in each of these products or for outsourcing. Like, Mm -hmm. is it hard to make sure that they have the same values as you do Mm -hmm. when it comes to the ingredients as As you're expanding? Mm Because right now you have three blends, so it's easier to monitor. Mm -hmm. And with just 18 ingredients, which sounds like it's a lot, yeah. but if you were to expand on that, mm-hmm. um, is there restrictions when you're trying to expand and also ensure that these companies follow your values? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question. So really take, oh, what's a good example here? If there was an herb mm-hmm. that was impossible to get ethically yeah then i would not include it in our blends okay um i would just it would be on to the next product whatever idea that is um yeah i'm just not okay with with sourcing in a way that is not ethical to me right yeah um i mean honestly i will tell you with my previous company I did not have much control over the sourcing. Yeah. We sourced from China, and I was not aware of the ethical practices. Right. Yeah. And that was Especially something... in apparel, because that is yeah. really sad when you start to look into exactly. yeah. where our clothes are coming from. Like, that previous company contributed to fast fashion, mm-hmm. and I'm not okay with that. Right. I was not okay with that when I did it, but I started that company out of a way for me to pay for college. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why with this company, I'm focusing more on okay if we can't make this work in a way that benefits everyone then we can't make this work yeah it's not for us yeah so you mentioned that your partner is involved as well in Mm -hmm. the business 
um, what is that like working, oh. you know, and like <laughs> having to set boundaries mm-hmm. with each other and like, this is work time, this is home time. Mm-hmm. How's that going? So my partner, Jeffrey, started my previous company with me as well. Mm-hmm. And so we have been on this rodeo before. <laughs> it is, it's challenging. It definitely tests the strength of your relationship. Yeah. 100%. Were you guys a new couple when you started? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we definitely had to set boundaries very early on. And those boundaries were continuously crossed. Right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like when, we, <laughs> when we'd be on a date, I'd be checking my email sometimes. And like there was a point where I had to just say like, stop. Like this is not really contributing to a healthy relationship yeah. for the both of us. Um, and it wasn't productive. So there was like, I mean, honestly, the thing that really helped us get through it was just constant communication with yeah. each other. Um, we had like these oddly, like really structured <laughs> monthly check-ins <laughs> and we'd like check in with our relationship and then check in with our company and like yeah. how, you know, how each is affecting one another. And it was tough, but we're still getting through it, you yeah. know? Um, right now I think we're at a really good space where we, you know, each know what we're doing with the company and Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of overlap and we just can sit down and focus, you know, um, the roles are established now, so you know what's expected of you for work. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found any challenges with putting yourself out there and like doing the online marketing and and content creating and Mm -hmm. all of that? And also being kind of like the face of your own company as that yeah honestly I am very introverted yeah. <laughs> like I was always like a weird introverted child growing up and this was like um yeah I, I knew that if I was going to create a transparent company that people would want to know the people behind the company of course <laughs> and so so going out and doing a lot of these online interviews and even this podcast is very um <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable for me because yeah. I'm not used to talking about myself in this mm-hmm. way yeah. um but it's just something that I've been you know it's a learning process step by step yeah but yeah. it's incredible because you're getting out of your comfort zone yeah and it's only helping you grow mm-hmm. and it's a lot bigger than you mm-hmm. when you you think about it and, and um, diversity and inclusion and representation and especially in the space that like I don't think I know any other like women or women of color that are creating mm-hmm. wellness products like on that mm-hmm. um, level so it is important that you kind of come yeah. out of yourself a little bit and, mm-hmm. and do that because you're showing what is possible exactly like I will say one of the people that I look up to is Trinity of gold have you guys heard of gold turmeric tonic blends yes yeah oh yeah so she um she created this company I think like three years ago but I always like when I first started I would read all of her interviews (laughs) I was like girl crushing big time (laughs) but like she really kind of showed me that like this is possible like Mm -hmm. I can go ahead and take these steps and succeed And, yeah, I think it's really important for me to show my face so that everyone can see, like, yeah, I am a strong woman of color who's going out and doing this. Right. And you can, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best part. You can, too. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, God, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I wanted to know, uh, how did, were you always into neuroscience? Like, was that something that, from the beginning? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was like a 
very introverted, <laughs> kind of reclusive kid growing up. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time in the library, probably an unhealthy amount of time in the library. <laughs> and, you have siblings? Huh? Like, yeah, I have a little brother. And um, yeah, I would just, I got into neuroscience because there was like a neuroscience section of our library and I would just read like all those books. Mm-hmm. And then I just love that, not even just with neuroscience, but science as a whole, that you can contribute to this like vast pool of knowledge Mm -hmm. yeah and um you know and that it would have these like resonant impact on our society um and so that was something that like really involved me growing up yeah and why I chose to go and study that in college um and then go and do research on that what was your plan before because I'm sure Mm -hmm. going into college you didn't expect that you would be you know, yeah. at the end of it, have this business. Yeah. What was your, like, original thought or ideas of, like, mm-hmm. what you do? With- I was very adamant about becoming a neurosurgeon. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, real adamant about it. Um, yeah, I took the pre-med track when I was in college. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to help people feel better. And right. I also really love the, I guess, mechanical aspect of surgery. Mm-hmm. Um did you get like would you get queasy or anything like that because that in my mind, <laughs> yeah like, I, I can't know, handle I that <laughs> cut someone open yeah so, I see know. blood and I'm like nope <laughs> yeah. yeah it just takes a lot of practice like when I was in lab I worked a lot around you know probably dissection of animals and mm-hmm. I just got used to it over a while um but yeah I mean I wasn't I used to be queasy <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's funny because my dad, um, he is in tech, but mm-hmm. when he was younger, would always say that he wanted to be a neurosurgeon, yeah. but just couldn't handle the blood and like, because in biology class, he just had a hard time yeah. dissecting. So I just think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> are there any other um, practices that are Ayurvedic or um, ancient Chinese medicine practices that you do outside of? the adaptogenic blends in your regular life? Um, hmm. No, actually. Really, it's just incorporating the blends in my life. Yeah. But I'm pretty open about adopting... Like, when you... When you have this wellness routine Mm -hmm. and you're trying to work towards this better state of well-being yeah um adding adaptogens into your life if you're a if you're working like 10 hours a day and don't exercise or eat well that's not going to help you that of course yeah Yeah. you know so I'm really always open about um incorporating meditation into your life Mm -hmm. as well um and then also like healthy eating practices um and also intuitive eating practices really important um how do you so, tap into that? So like, intuitive eating. Yeah, for you. Yeah. And- so um, growing up, I had an eating disorder, mm-hmm. and uh, it's taken me a very long time of yeah. therapy and, um, you know, just everything to really, um, you know, recover from that. Of and course. one of the biggest tools for me was intuitive eating because it allowed you to operate outside of the confines of a strict diet. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that takes years and years mm-hmm. to master. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, just incorporating in that has been life-changing for me and has completely changed my relationship to food. Yeah. Um, to something much healthier. 
Um, whereas I can still enjoy that that chocolate bar without guilt, but then yes, yeah. the next day, I kind of know intuitively that okay, maybe I need to eat a salad or something yeah. just yeah. to balance it out a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's how I kind of incorporate intuitive mm-hmm. eating. But there is a great book about it um, by the actual people who created intuitive eating, yeah. and mm-hmm. I highly recommend anyone's interested in that to yeah. really read that. What is what's it called? It called? Um, I think it's like the principles of intuitive eating. I forgot the name of the doctor who wrote it, but yeah. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds very interesting. Um, I've recently become very close with understanding plants and vegetables, mm-hmm. especially, and broadening my horizon with that, mm-hmm. um, especially with organic vegetables and knowing where your vegetables are coming from and fruit. And one thing that I admire about your products is the fact that they're organic and you know where they're coming from. Um, has it been hard to find things that are in the U.S. that follow those practices? Mm -hmm. Because I find it's with like ancient uh, Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic practices, these have been around for years. And so if you go into like villages of these countries, it's like normal. Mm -hmm. But here in North America, it's like fast money. Mm -hmm. Have you, uh, do you struggle finding any local? Is that why you've had to outsource outside of the U.S.? local or is it just herbs and mushrooms yeah or is it just yeah. because of the quantity that you need that you need to go out yeah it's it's a quantity issue and also a price issue okay so one um one example is ashwagandha okay um it's a route that i can source very cheaply elsewhere and at the same quality and standard but if i had to source it from here in america it was i think it was like 120 dollars a pound whereas Whoa. where i source now it's more it's like four times less so um yeah it's a question of that and then also the quantity is a huge thing because I want I um I want to work with farms that can scale up with me yeah Mm -hmm. and so the ashwagandha farm for instance they were only producing I think like 1,000 kilograms a month so that's not it's not that much um so yeah that's I wish I could source more from the United States, but there's there's a lot of ba- uh, barriers to yeah. doing so. Okay. But one exception I would think is Rhodiola rosea, mm. which is not in any of our blends, but is an amazing herb. I mm-hmm. do love that. Yeah. I use it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what have you noticed with it? Uh, just relaxing and, like, um, I tend to, like, have anxious thoughts, especially at night. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of when my brain is just like going a million miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just find that like gives me calm and like it boosts my mood and like mm-hmm. give, makes me a little happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's been a nice like thing to introduce into my diet and stuff. And I just use the tincture like, mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. It's like a highly underutilized nootropic mm-hmm. and um, one that I'm really fond of. But they have, there's some really great farms in Alaska that um, actually grow rhodiola rosea. Oh, And cool. that, if I incorporate that into a future blend, yeah. Yeah. I would love to work with them. <laughs> That's really neat. That's yeah. cool. How do you use your own blends, like, mm-hmm. in your daily routine? Um, so, I use all three of them every day. Oh, wow. And for the 
in the morning, I always have a smoothie, and so I'll use either the Genius or the um, Brain or the Balance Blend in the mm-hmm. smoothie. Okay. Um, and then throughout the day, I make this thing called the Lemon Turmeric Tonic. I should have brought some for you guys. <laughs> um, it's got orange juice, lemon juice, um, and a little bit of tamarind paste, Ooh. and also the Beauty Blend, and it tastes divine. Oh, that sounds, that sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, I usually keep that in my office and um, sip on that. Um, and then for dinner, like I'll either have like do like a little latte with yeah. the blend that I didn't use in the morning, um, or I'll like have it uh, before bed when I'm reading. So neat. Yeah. Would you recommend using all three blends to reap the most out of the adaptogens? Um, I mean, everyone's body is different, mm-hmm. and it just depends on on what you need. Okay. Um, for me, I I know that I have issues with anxiety, and so yeah. I take our balance blend. I need the beauty blend for my eczema. Yeah. Um, and then the genius blend is to stay sharp as an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you feel like you are suffering from anxiety, then I would recommend the balance blend. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the one I tried. Well, it was happy, right? Was mm-hmm. the, yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. the balance yeah. blend was really previously good. happy mushroom. Mm-hmm. I loved that. It it's like really, really nice and cocoa-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have it at night and it was like having like hot blend. chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so delicious. Can you mix blends together like mm-hmm. if I wanted to put all three in a smoothie or two in a smoothie like mm-hmm. are you able to do that yeah you totally can okay. mm-hmm. very that's cool. awesome yeah. yeah um I noticed that you had uh, mentioned on your website on how outside of marketing on Instagram mm-hmm. you've been going to events with gather Seattle yeah yeah gather is a great platform um the founder Chloe mm-hmm. is She's just an amazing connector, and um, I do pop-ups with them on, usually for their Matcha Mondays, which is the first of every month, I'll pop mm-hmm. up with them, so yeah. tomorrow, I'm actually going to do a pop-up with them, it wasn't the first of the month this month, Okay. Um, but yeah, like I go to a lot of their events, it's like a really great way to connect with other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, and other creatives in Seattle. Is I it mean, mainly focused with women, or is it... Um, men and women so I, I would say that the most it, it's mostly women in the group but there okay. isn't like a particular woman oh, okay. woman focus yeah. yeah have you um do you find you resonate with being a leading woman in the business world because of your personal experience doing it yourself now or is the connection a lot deeper than that with standing out as a woman and representing for mm. the rest of us um I think it's just really important to be visible as a woman, mm-hmm. especially as an entrepreneur, because there are so few of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I completely understand your question. Um, did, like, did you grow up always like having that oh, influence yeah. or was so, it more from your personal so experience right up, now? My, everyone in my family was an entrepreneur growing up. Oh, okay. Um, everyone on my dad's side. And that's like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my grandma is an entrepreneur. She owns nursing homes in Florida. Wow. Um, and so I kind of grew up surrounded by these really strong, you know, examples of being a business owner. And, yeah. Um, creating your own path. Right. And I just, 
I just really resonated with it. Um, I'm just really glad that I grew up with having those people around me showing what it's like and yeah. people that I can call them out from having issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, be like, hey, uncle, what should I do now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it came from for me. Um, it's in why, your blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's in my blood. Um, but yeah, I think it might have come easier to me as to some other people because I got to see growing up the ugly side of yeah. entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. It's real glorified nowadays. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really People is. think it's going to be easy. You're just going to make easy money. Oh, you know, but, or like it's just, or that you're going to be like the, I don't know, just there's such a convoluted way that people outside see entrepreneurship. And then yeah. when they step in and you realize that you're going to have to do everything yeah. by yourself at first. That's, yeah, not, that's yeah. definitely the part people forget. You're yeah. everything. You're and every you're department. You're going to love it yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm, I love my company. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are some things I do not like doing. <laughs> but you have to power through it. Like, yeah. you have to show some grit and, like, just do it. Um, and there are some days when I can some of that grip and some yeah. days when I can't. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do you, how important, um, is your support system? Cause you mentioned you have family that you can rely on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have other, um, like circles or groups that you're a part of or even therapy or things that, um, you use and can rely on when you are going through a, mm-hmm. a negative space or a space mm-hmm. that is more challenging. Like definitely, my family has been instrumental. Mm-hmm. Every time I have an issue or mm-hmm. that I don't think that this is working out, um, I just call someone up yeah. and they'll hear me out and then give me some advice. Um, so that's definitely been the the biggest thing. And then also just in general, being surrounded by other creatives and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is yeah. really helpful. Um, just because they know what it's like and, um, and yeah, I mean, that's why I'm a member of gather. I really needed that community and it's really been something that's provided for me. And it's reassuring to be surrounded by people that are doing the same Mm -hmm. thing and you learn from experience that way as well and get your name out there. Yeah. That's well, a really it's good way. Lonely being an entrepreneur. It can is. You know, like, don't have coworkers. Here. Everything uh-huh. is like on mm-hmm. your shoulders. Um, so yeah, having a group that can relate to that too is it must be nice. Yeah, to, like people that like can kind of be your colleagues in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll speak on the loneliness too. Yeah. Like I work from home, mm-hmm. and my partner he only works part time on this company. Oh, okay. He he's actually a full time software engineer. Oh, okay. So he's away. I'm yeah, away. he's away. I'm doing this full time. <laughs> I've got contractors, but they are not based in Seattle. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like it's just kind of. Sometimes it feels like it's just me, mm-hmm. and I think that's why like it's really really important to reach out to others even if you don't feel like you need it at first right yes yeah Yeah. often we forget that we need to go out and socialize Mm -hmm. are you from washington originally so i grew up in florida oh okay a a small little town called cape coral okay there's a lot of retirees (laughs) (laughs) yeah interesting what brought you to seattle yeah, so honestly, it was just me and my boyfriend. We kind of looked at all the places that we could move after yeah. graduating, and we were like, um, we just thought this place was 
great. Like, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous here. Yes. Like, absolutely gorgeous. Um, just the fact that you can drive 20 minutes out of the city and get to a really nice hiking spot. Yes. Um, and I just love the fact that this place is growing really mm-hmm. quickly, but not yes. too big. Not too yeah. big. Um, and yeah, like I mean, there were a lot of lot of like things on our little spreadsheet of like where should we move after this? Yeah. yeah. But that was those were the two main things. What's been your experience creating a community here? Mm-hmm. That was really challenging for me. Um, I know that you guys might be a Bumble BFF. Yeah. yeah. I am an avid user of Bumble BFF. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I've met some really great friends on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I created my community through that. Um, and then doing, honestly, through Gather, too, <laughs> yeah. where a lot of my friends are based. Mm, that's um, incredible. But yeah. I mean, it hasn't been as hard as, you know, when I was living in um, San Francisco for a little while. Mm-hmm. I found creating community there very hard. Oh, <laughs> Probably because I was really busy as well. Yeah. But, yeah. like, um, I found it, like, I don't know, a lot of people talk about the Seattle freeze. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you actually go out there, there are things and ways that you can meet people. Yes, right? that's yeah. what we were saying. Like, it, it exists, but the moment you break out of mm-hmm. that mindset mm-hmm. and actually yeah. actively put yourself out there you're going to find that people are going to come to you because mm-hmm. I haven't had I with my experience with Bumble BFF I'm always encouraging other women to do it uh-huh. who are struggling to make friends and um, I'm originally from Vancouver Canada and every time I tell fr- my friends out there to like get on Bumble BFF they're yeah. like people aren't active on this like uh-huh. they don't respond I'm like really like I like <laughs> message someone and like immediately yeah. they're back on it so it could just be the area mm-hmm. where it's Bumble BFF seems to be quite a big thing in Seattle mm-hmm. people are actually actively using it uh-huh. but it's good it really got me out of my comfort zone yeah yeah, I admit when I first started, I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like is this dating? Not really. Yeah, like, can, <laughs> it's like in the same app as the dating app. I was like, "Okay, this is weird, but I'll try it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and yeah, it worked out. Like you just gotta get comfortable at first, um, and like just be really good with following up with people. Yeah, yes. that is really the, yeah. the key. I think like following up and mm-hmm. actually taking the initiative and like meeting mm-hmm. multiple times yeah. too because you yes. have to it's, yeah yeah to yeah. build and establish a relationship mm-hmm. um so since starting um peak and valley and like your experience going out to pop pop-ups and you know um i guess interacting with the communities and, and getting the word out there have you seen um a shift in like awareness and people becoming more aware of adaptogens and like especially now with different other companies popping up and it becoming Mm -hmm. more of a buzz like in the wellness community do you see that shift when you are out out and about and like introducing your product to people Mm -hmm. it I will just say it is crazy how many adaptogen companies have popped up in just this past year. Yeah. Um, It's definitely becoming wellness's latest buzzword, Mm -hmm. which makes me cringe a little bit on the inside. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, people are becoming more knowledgeable about it. And I'm continuously surprised, whereas the places where I'm popping up, a lot of people have heard of adaptogens. Yeah. And it's not, it's not something that, you know, this, our culture has scene for you know um and so yeah I mean it's definitely becoming a a thought on people's minds Mm -hmm. now 
and incorporating that into their routines has been just a really cool way for people to experiment with their own wellness. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed even uh, going to like places like TJ Maxx and stuff, Mm -hmm. finding like adaptogenic pills that are, yeah. And, but like brands that I've never heard of, Uh but when I look at the ingredients, that's when I'm like, uh, I don't know if I would trust this stuff because there's you, there's a list of the adaptogens in there. And then Mm -hmm. there's like a bunch of other chemicals that I've never heard. Oh, and they're all in like pill form Uh so I mean with the hype of Mm -hmm. the wellness community is people trying stuff that they don't know what they're putting into their body that's my biggest thing is when people advertise it as natural and it isn't and And you really don't know the side effects after that so Mm -hmm. that's an iffy one (laughs) yeah as we um, wrap up what are your future plans with Beacon Valley, how do you see yourself expanding and growing as a company? Mm-hmm. And then also, what are your hopes for the wellness community? We kind of touched upon that mm-hmm. a little bit, but just what are your, what do you hope to bring to people through your work? Mm-hmm. So that's been a question that's been on my mind a lot lately as I have sat and thought about what next product we should come out with mm-hmm. and whether we should stay within this sort of like adaptogen herbal supplement space or even branch out to other things um and at the end of the day like I want to just maximize the value that I could bring to the people that are buying these things so if people are going to feel the best if they you know want another adaptogenic supplement then that's what I'll do yeah and so I've been doing a lot of asking our customers like Mm -hmm. what do you guys want yeah um and really kind of recording the feedback from there um but really the impact that I want to have on this space is just making it easier for you to establish a wellness ritual and yeah. make it so that this can become a part of your routine and it doesn't have to be insanely hard guys yeah <laughs> you know like things can be straightforward and um there are so many ways that I thought about doing you know really doing that and whether that's doing like a brick and mortar like adaptogen yeah bar yeah. Which would be cool, or um coming out with another wellness product. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many ideas, and I'm just excited to see where it goes. Yeah, you've yeah. done a lot in a year and a half. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. So we just want to thank you so much for sharing your time and mm-hmm. your knowledge with us. Like, I've learned a lot. A lot. I'm definitely going to be listening <laughs> back to this, taking notes. Like, um, for sure. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for having much. me, guys. Absolutely.